Hi, welcome to Understanding Things My Way. My name is Darren Bartlett and I bring you the news that is happening on the continent and give you my perspective. My first story is going to come from a place that I hail from called Zambia and uh, the president or the founding uh, father for the, for the country, uh, Dr. Kenneth Kaunda, is, has actually been admitted because he was feeling unwell uh, that is a statement that came from the office of the president now the 97 year old is just one of the surviving figures uh, from the africa's anti-colonial struggle of the 1950s for those who know his history uh, you will understand that uh, president or former president dr kenneth kaunda is an immigrant uh, from malawi who grew up with his parents uh, in, in in zambia uh, where he 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 was actually educated from and went went school and worked also as a teacher before he actually joined uh, politics now dr kenneth kaunda is the first president of the nation uh, where the, the, the nation that he took over in the year 1964 from the british colonial uh, colonially but he lost power uh, to an opposition figure at that time of the MMD, which was also known as the Movement for Multi-Party Democracy, uh, which was headed at that time by Frederick Achiluba. Um, and, and, and it was um, a landslide election uh, that saw Dr. Kaunda defeated uh, with only 24%. That's what he garnered. And then Chiluba, his opposition member, took 75%. And that's how power changed uh, from Dr. Kenneth Kaunda to uh, to, doc, uh, to Frederick Chiluba. Now, if, if you follow the African history, you'll understand that uh, Dr. Kenneth Kaunda uh, was one of the only pre- uh, African surviving presidents who attended the, 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 the formation of the um, OAU and, 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 and also helped to liberate the rest of Africa to come from the colonial times and become independent. So he is widely celebrated as a father figure in, 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 in Zambia and uh, he has been looked at as a person who actually brought quite a significant change even when uh, by the time he was removed the country was already suffering from challenges like economic troubles, uh, tribal issues, and uh, a lot more that happens there. So Dr. Kenneth Kaunda is such a strong figure uh, who holds um, such a strong name in the country uh, because of his 27-year rule that significantly changed Zambia, even again when uh, the the, the people in the country at some point realized or thought that there is need for change of presidency. Now, there's there's, there's this kind of history that... uh, uh, most people do not know, probably if you don't know the history of Zambia, you realize that at some point, uh, Dr. Kenneth Kaunda uh, was one guy who supported one party system in Zambia, which was the UNIP at, uh, at, at that time that was you know, defeated after some time. And um, he really wanted to have UNNP be the only party that was ruling in, in, in Zambia. However, uh, because of too much pressure, of course, external pressure, uh, his friend Julius Nyerere was talking to him about allowing the actual demo- democracy happen in, in, in the country. But um, when he put the, when he ordered for a referendum and said, let's, let's go for a referendum and vote whether it would be under one party system or be multi-party system, but uh, the date that was put forward at the time was not acceptable by by the opposition members they felt like that that is too soon so eventually because of the riots that had happened in Lusaka he decided you know what let's just amend the constitution to allow 
uh, uh, the, the multi-party system to happen and that's how he left power he was defeated uh, after 27 years but he's he's not feeling well the most important thing is to to, to recognize his effort uh, in the fight uh, for independence for African countries and also the independence of Zambia to, to, to make it a one country uh, and also dependent on itself, which was not fully achieved, of course. Uh, definitely, that was very difficult. Still today, most African countries still depend on the Western power for several things. However, the decision-making is actually made by the African countries and that's the most important thing. So, all the best, uh, Dr. Ken uh, Kenneth Kaunda. We hope that you pull through. You have aged. We celebrate your life. And 97 years of age is quite a huge number uh, of existence and also 27 years of contributing to uh, the independence of Zambia plus many other years, of course, that he, he, he was behind. Uh, before finally taking power at, at, in 1964. So uh, Zambia celebrates you and, and, and would like to wish you the best uh, as you pull through uh, your life. My second story still comes from Zambia where President Edgar Lungu uh, was feeling unwell and felt dizzy during the National Defense Day and collapsed during that event while he was giving a speech. Now, he was rushed to uh, his presidential home where medical officers attended to him. Uh, however, the secretary of the cabinet, Mr. Simon uh, Miti, came out and said that the president is feeling well and he is actually discharging his duties as required by the constitution. Now, this is not the first time that Mr. Lungu uh, has faced such a, a health incident. Um, so in, 19, in, in 2015, he had the same challenge and, and, and it, was, um, it was associated with the oesophagus condition. Now, most people are worried about whether he will be able to stand for presidency. Definitely, yes, because he has come out clearly and said that uh, uh, he's feeling well and he's ready for the race that is going to happen on the 12th of August. So, it's a little bit scary, I would say. Uh, it's and, and it's uncommon to hear that the president who is feeling unwell has actually left power, especially in Africa. Uh, we've seen the president of uh, Cameroon stick to power even when he's not feeling well. He has had a stroke for a very long time, but he remained a president, the president of Algeria who was not feeling well and left for, for Europe. By the time he came back to, to the country, the country had actually gone into a civil unrest. Uh, that's how he left power. Uh, the president of Gabon at some point wasn't feeling well. However, he never left power. So it is uncommon to hear that the president uh, or the sitting president is not feeling well and does not stand for presidency and, 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 and you know, fails to go through. So most of the times they've actually won uh, their presidency. So is, 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 is President Edgar Lungu going to feel better? Will he be okay by 12 August? Oh, I hope so. That's what I think. And indeed, he will stand and probably win the election because uh, it's quite difficult for incumbents to lose, especially after their first term. Um, and, and so that is, that, is, um, that is Zambia for you. We really wish uh, the best uh, for the nation. Now, moving on into Ethiopia, um, the Ethiopian Prime Minister, uh, uh, Abe Ahmed, uh, who won uh, the Peace Nobel Prize uh, in, in, in 2000 has been challenged uh, in his power and all this time here uh, and, and, and there are many so many there are so many questions that have come out to examine uh, his achievements and his time in power you'll notice that ever since he won the Nobel Peace Prize which many people think that came so soon 
Personally, I think, yes, it came so soon. He has faced with quite a number of political challenges um, and, and the opposition has put him on, quite a, on, on a high you know, board of visibility that he has arrested political opponents and also the war that he, he, he waged against the Tigray region. Now, if you remember that this war was caused by simply not being able to hold an election uh, due to the pandemic that happened. So uh, the, the Tigray people uh, felt like, look, we, we are due, we are overdue for the elections and we shall go through, uh, uh, we shall go for the election regardless of what happens and that reason that the central government actually went out and fought uh, the tigris a war that has lasted to today since last november and has seen so many people displaced over one million people displaced either in sudan or eritrea or any other sur surrounding country around them it has caused the humanitarian issue uh, that the world is actually watching so the question is was it so soon uh, to award uh, 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 Ethiopian's Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed a, a Nobel Peace Prize. That's the st that's actually a strong question because the one of the reasons he was given this actually uh, he was given this Nobel Prize is because of the peace that he created between Eritrea and Ethiopia. Now those two countries have been at loggerheads for the longest time because of border issues and also insecurity issues generally. Because if, if you remember your history, you would know that Eritrea actually broke off Ethiopia to form its own nation and became independent of it. So those small conflicts have always been ongoing for a very long time. And um, the person they saw as a, a liberator, a person who was going to put together these uh, these countries and unite, uni, unite them to be the same energy, uh, Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed has now been looked at as a person who probably has promoted more conflicts than he actually found. Now, the Tigray or the, the TPLFA, uh, for those who know them, were in power in, the Ethiopia, in Ethiopia for a very long time, for over 27 years. They, 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 that, yes, uh, those who know the Tigray people, you know that they have been in power for a very long time. They occupied the biggest positions in government and occupied the biggest part of the country. Now, because of the continuous conflicts that were happening, that Ethiopia came to a point where they felt like they need someone who's neutral to change the direction of the country and drive them to both economic, social and political transformation. And, and that's how they, they, they ended up with uh, the Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed. Unfortunately, uh, all has not been well. He's been struggling uh, with polit the political atmosphere. And now his Nobel Peace, uh, Nobel Peace Prize has been questioned whether he was actually the right person to win this prize or was he given this prize uh, on merit. So so it, a lot of discussions that have been there. But I would still think that um, there's no president after two years uh, in power you have the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, award really that was a little bit rushed i think we need to give it time even after his 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 rule uh, i would comfortably think that uh, that will be the time to examine his achievements and then decide on whether to give him the nobel prize uh, nobel prize prize or not but uh, it's already given to him can it be withdrawn i'm not certain and i don't want you to believe that it it is uh, he will remain with the prize but he's um, his brand, his his personality is never going to be looked at the same. They will always look at him as a president who failed to bring peace uh, to the region and who caused war instead. But uh, nevertheless, he has put some great transformations. We've seen them build a huge dam, like probably the biggest in Africa, and um, also the first country to have a speed train probably. 
is still Ethiopia. Quite major developments that have been in the country. However, the same cannot be talked about the people who live there because they are always living in fear because of guns and uh, civil unrest. Now, the same would be <laughs> where I would go to be what, what I would like to call maybe my third uh, story, which is. Um, Nigeria. Now, President Buhari has had it rough. I have never seen a president who has had the roughest time on the African continent like Buhari. Ever since he came to power, the Boko Haram activities have been up, the kidnaps have been up, unemployment rates have been up, the riots have been up. He's a president who has suffered with all these kind of um, turbulences in terms of political and socioeconomic transformation of his country. Um, there's nothing that is really working his way. Maybe a few achievements here and there, but however, what is what is an achievement for a country if you cannot afford peace for the country? There's no development that can come when there's no peace in the country. No one can enjoy a country if there's no peace in a country. I mean, why is it that every single month or every two months, uh, kidnaps are happening of the people of, of, of the northern Nigeria, uh, kidnapping them in numbers 200, 300, and all these are school children, time after time, and still the army has not figured out where the problem is, who these people are, and also protecting the people of Nigeria. So he has lost a lot of trust in terms of security in people. And now, even going further, when we talk about security, remember the time they had the NSAS campaign whereby the Nigerians were protesting uh, over the brutality of the security organ, o o organs on them and and it, it went on for a whole one week where or two even weeks where uh, celebrities around the world presidents around the world or leaders around the world we all ha all had their eyes on the nation and and buhari all he did was fine he met much as he succeeded in quelling the the, the, the riots that were happening and talking to people that would always be part of his history that uh, he is a president who people have gone against both on social media and physically and 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 you know every time there is a riot or a civil unrest you cannot avoid deaths so president buhari uh, has had such a really tough time and i would say that uh, if it were possible to resign he he would be one of those presidents i would tell you know what just get out of that place and go and sit and enjoy your time otherwise it's not all good when he goes out for treatment they talk when the security um, security is 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 you know debatable in a region they still talk so i think president buhari has had quite a tough time i would think that uh, um, <laughs> god speeds up his thumb so that he gets off power and and he hands over power probably to someone else this is the most challenging leadership he's had in his life now that's from me darren i would love to join you tomorrow enjoy mm -hmm.